Yes, 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 it's another beautiful week and we are back with another episode of the Tech and Jesus podcast proudly powered by Plush Technologies. My name is August and this week we have an amazing show coming up for you. But before that, I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to each and every one of you that streamed our last episode, that shared with a friend, that told somebody about it. I'm so grateful. Thank you so, so, so much. So, hey, today we have everything that's trending in the world of tech. So, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back as we delve into the Tech and Jesus podcast. And guess what? I have a special guest on this show. I'll be back. Okay, so before we get back to talk technology, let me tell you about Anchor. Now, Anchor is an easy way to create a podcast with tools that are already integrated into the app. You can record, edit, and upload your podcast from anywhere, at any time, and on any device. Download the Anchor app from the Google Play Store or the App Store or visit anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Now, let's get back into the show okay so you're welcome back to the tech and jesus podcast today i have somebody right here with me in the studio and we're gonna talk everything tech from all the trending stories that you need to know and I'm going to let him introduce himself and I know you're going to be hearing his voice on this show from time to time and yeah, you're welcome to the Tech and Jesus podcast, sir. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Right. So can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, everyone. My name is Hans Peter, aka Hans Pierre. <laughs> I am a filmmaker, photographer and a very, I'm, a, I'm a techie savvy person as well, so okay so to those of you who don't know hans hans is like one of the most tech savvy people that i know so one thing that i know about hans or one thing that i know about you hans is um how you're able to digest tech and that is the reason why i decided to get you onto this podcast i mean i've been trying to get you on this podcast for how many years like (laughs) it's been a while it's been a while so yeah let's I, I remember back uh, about a year ago, I, I was talking to you about smartphones and you made a very interesting point um, about Huawei and how Xiaomi is going to come up and all these things came to pass and I think you fit the description of a tech prophet and yeah. So anyway, today uh, we have an amazing show for our listeners. I invited you here specifically because i know you are a tech lover you're a tech enthusiast and some of the things that are plaguing the world of tech in our time is what i want us to talk about so you're welcome once again hans peter or hans pierre hans uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll just call you hans yeah, yeah i'll just call you hans okay so 
first of all i think we should talk about the most trending news as it stands now and that's wwdc uh, held a week ago no two weeks ago actually and we had some time to digest some of the things that were discussed some of the products that were launched uh, some of the announcements that were made and we've had a week to go in depth with it i've had some time with ios 16 uh, i don't know exactly which part of wwc you want to start talking with but yeah your thoughts on wwdc what do you think was your highlight of apple's worldwide developers conference i think for me it's the fact that apple is really trying to get into the car system where you know they they made these bold claims about how i don't know a very huge percentage of cars are using apple play right carplay i mean CarPlay. And, and and for me it's like yo make the car ready <laughs> you know because <laughs> i feel like everybody's asking for this apple car right i mean i think it would be tough for them to compete with like mercedes or bmw or maybe even toyota no, but they but they, they can shake the industry when it comes to you know their products and i feel like People are just gonna be like, oh, let me just get, let me just get an Apple Car. I mean, let me just get an Apple Car because I already use CarPlay. Right. You know, there's this trust that people, the the loyal, the loyalty, the loyalty of the people that I mean, yeah, the loyalty people have to Apple is is incredible. That I guess if they decide to make a car, they could very well get <laughs> a ton of people buying a car. I mean, okay, so when we're talking about your loyalty, um, loyalty to Apple in general, I'm believing or I'm getting the feel you are an Apple loyal fan. No, I just go where the where it suits me and where the technology works for me. You know, I don't. I'm not going to be 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 biased. You know, I think Apple gets certain things right, and when they get it right, they get it right. It works. Whoa. But I also don't think that. It, you know they're the best when it comes to leading technology i feel like so many people are coming up with innovative technologies it's just that apple just waits when everybody feels like <laughs> <laughs> okay we know you guys have been stalling this whole thing but apple comes in and is it all groundbreaking yeah. first ever iphone blah 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 right, or first ever yeah. you know and they do and, they, and when they come in they do well they do really really well that you know their fans are like yeah you know and Things like split screening or right. uh, PIP, picture no, PIP, PIP, sorry, yeah. picture in picture, and you're like, okay, you know, but that has been happening on yo. I remember back in the day, you could do it on a Samsung like yeah. so many years ago, yeah. but of course, Apple just added it and it's just a thing. And I feel like for me, um, that's that's something that, like I said, Apple does well. It's seamless. You right. know, what I mean? but it doesn't mean that they're like leading in terms of tech. I feel like they they definitely do have, uh, they definitely do have like some really ingenious way of doing things. But I don't think they are leading in class in terms of tech. Right. So yeah, I, I feel like that that I mean, CarPlay is is very interesting. I also feel like, oh, I like the fact that iMessages can now be deleted. Oh my goodness, that <laughs> that's gonna work out so well for some of us because. Honestly, it's it was just stressful to, you know, if you were like trying to chat a girl and you just made a mistake and you lose talk, you know, you misspelled something, it's hard to delete. You know, it's a, it's not there, so you might as well just 
you know, think very carefully before you type out an iMessage. And it's very exciting to have that back on. I actually have that feature now in, uh, in iOS 16. Like. I think it's it's one of the advantages um, WhatsApp had over iMessage because people um, people on WhatsApp have had this feature for what over a year and yeah over two years and um sometimes for me personally when i'm gonna text some people i'll prefer to do it on whatsapp because i mean once you put something on imessage you can't take it back and yeah i'm i i really i also like the fact that apple is making this feature bringing this feature to ios 16 where you can delete or unsend a message and uh, and I think one of the other things, one of the new things that they did is their ability to edit a message that you've already sent. And I think that's, that's revolutionary. I mean, it's according to Apple, but th- this has been happening on Discord. I know it's been happening on Discord and other platforms for a while. And I saw a tweet from Marcus Brownlee the other day. Uh, he's one person who has been like asking Twitter to bring that feature to twitter for like years and when apple introduced this he sent a tweet out like hey we can now edit iMessages and we still can't edit tweets but yeah i find that to be very um interesting but i mean i I don't tweet as much so I, i really wasn't i've never really been bothered as much but i can't undo tweets or edit them but i feel like for iMessages it's extremely practical it's like an everyday use for every iphone you know yeah. apple user and you're like well why can't i just edit this or unsend this um and it's stuck there for life you know <laughs> the person can always go back in if you delete you delete for yourself <laughs> if you delete you delete for yourself it's like you're yeah, whoever on the receiving end is seeing all your flaws yeah. and all the all the all the nonsense you didn't mean to you know send right, so right. that that definitely is like you know of course last but not the least um wait don't tell me you're talking about m2 yeah i want to talk about m2 <laughs> want to talk about m2 for for me. for for the sake for the sake of where the future is going i want to talk about m2 because okay i don't know i don't know why apple, apple does this all the time but <laughs> They will try and just trick you into uh, being torn between the two or just bind the two, you know? Right. But I, I like the fact that, um, you know, they redesigned the MacBook Air, which is yeah, like the most yeah. sold, you know, Mac. Like, and it's, I like the fact that it has a, a, a nicer screen. I like the fact that, I mean, you're better off, I mean, if you're... Take my advice. If you, have, if you want to buy a new computer, just buy the M2 MacBook Air. Don't even waste your money on the. Wait, really? Yeah, because for the price, you're getting a new screen, better microphones, better speakers, and extra ports. Have you ever tried to connect your peripherals and you have only two ports uh, on your MacBook right, Air, and right. you feel like I want one more just for power? Listen, <laughs> just don't even waste your time and your money. Just just buy the MacBook Air. Forget about the extra performance you're going to get and think about that one later. But I feel like Apple is just trying to tell you that buy our new MacBooks instead of buying. I mean, yeah, they're giving you the option to choose, but I feel like, you know, you should just choose the MacBook Air M2. Well, I mean, MacBook Air, the Air hasn't really been a MacBook that 
I've been a fan of. I mean, since the inception, I always felt like it was. I would break it at a point because right. it, it felt so slim and it's like that skinny brother that you have at home where you are you are scared to hit him when he does something wrong. And but in in the second generation, I mean, you are here praising the M2 MacBook Air. You have the M1 MacBook Pro. Yeah. So why aren't you like an advocate for the new MacBook Pro? Like I'm saying, like I was saying, it's price to performance, right? And I do sometimes use the touch bar. Right. And I feel like it will end up becoming something that I might miss. But if you are just trying to get a new computer, just go straight for the MacBook Air because of what you're getting for the price. So you're getting a slightly bigger screen as well because right. mind you they've increased the size it's like 13.6 inches you're getting something um of a fresher newer design you're getting yeah you might get maybe two hour battery on the macbook air macbook pro right. 13 but you're not you know you're not you're not getting the the newer speakers yeah. and I actually didn't even know this when I watched a review. I found out that the MacBook Air, the older one, is actually the speaker is actually better than the MacBook Pro 13. Oh really? Yes. Wow. It's actually louder and better. So I was like, ah, how is it that you you get less for more? <laughs> but that's the thing about Apple. Yeah. So, but this time you even get even newer speakers. What so means you're getting two generations better of a speaker than what you're getting. On your MacBook Pro, Pro which right, is, which right. hasn't changed, you're getting a better screen. Like I've already and I've already said, and of course, you're getting one extra port for your power, so you can have you comfortably have two ports. You don't have to share those two ports with right. your dongles and all those things. So yeah, it's, I feel like practically you're getting more. Okay, so your advice is to general users, right? Not yeah. creatives, because you are a creative. You're a photographer. You're you are into you do a lot of editing like you edit a lot uh and the new macbook air can not take multiple displays like the pros so for someone who is on the market to get a macbook that they would need to connect like extra monitors to i think this the new one takes just one monitor it can take multiple like um the old ones could take i think three or more and the new the new airs can't do that so well personally i mean i wouldn't take any of the m2s i mean we've spoken about this off air but the m2 doesn't really just it doesn't really appeal to me i would rather go for an m1 pro or an m1 max and even with the laptops i would rather go for the older generation m1 pro or the older m1 max as compared to the m2s but hey i i still think it's a price thing you know it's a price to performance thing and i always say this that for me i'm always weighing the options of how much i'm paying and what i'm getting so if you want to buy an m2 is 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 very obvious that you just you're, you're you're trying to just get into the gates. You're just trying to get into the Apple ecosystem, or right. you're just trying to buy a new computer or change your MacBook Air or something like that. Right. I don't think if you're used to using like a 16-inch MacBook or an even an older generation 15-inch MacBook, 
you know with other the nvidia graphic card or even the amd ones right. you would move to you know an air you probably are better off just spending the extra cash and going to like a 14 inch m1 pro or like a, you know a 16 inch you know right. m1 pro but i'm talking about you know the users that just want something to just do a little light you know office work a little bit of photo editing a little bit of video editing here and there youtubers that are not you know shooting hardcore 4k hdr 10 bits color stuff basically people are just you know just doing their little you know soft editing and stuff and i feel like you're better off spending the money on an m2 right now of course if you do get like a really affordable m1 pro or m1 air please do get it but if you're just getting into the gates and you want a new computer, just go for the M2 MacBook Air. There's so much more that you're getting there for the price. And I feel like for me, that's, that would definitely be something that I would go for if I was you know, looking for a new computer. Okay. So um, I just want to ask your thoughts on this. Um, this year would probably be the year where Apple takes the computing game to like a whole different level. Because there are so many rumors about the Mac Pro. The last time there was a Mac Pro was, I think, three years ago when they released like this super expensive computer and it still ran Intel processors. So, um, so the rumors are this year Apple is probably going to release a higher clock version of the M2 chip, which is maybe an M2 Pro or M2 Max or maybe an M2 Ultra. And if they try to borrow from Samsung, but yeah, they might release a higher spec or a higher performance uh, processor based on their own silicon. And till date, I think the Mac Pro is Apple's powerful, most powerful computer. Do you think this is the year where Apple takes like changes the game completely? I think what apple did with their new chips like their silicon chips from the m1 to now the m1 2 and an m1 pro and m1 max i feel like that is in itself is incredible because of usually the amount of power you're getting right out of it and the amount of power it's actually using to give you that amount of power so I think everybody's really excited about what they'll be doing in terms of like you know their desktop you know power hungry right. towers um, okay wait not to cut you but you had used um you've used the m1 mac for a while yeah. i think close to two years yeah let's say it's over a year actually it's over a year yeah yeah so how how does it perform i mean compared to older generations what do you think are the strongest uh, i mean its strength what do you think are its strengths compared to older generation macbooks it really is very simple i feel like the power that the mac is the, the new macbook silicones are producing in relation to the amount of battery or right. power they are using and, and that's really the thing is really the you know power to performance ratio yeah and i really do these ratios stuff because you know you can get a computer that would work like let's say a pc that would work faster than a macbook right. you know so many of them right but the amount of power they're drawing over 100 watts of power right. 120 watts whereas a mac is doing 34 watts or 40 watts or maybe even top 60 watts of power right so it's really that 
ratio that really makes these marks outstanding a uh, best leading class because obviously amd is not sleeping right they're also really killing it in their own department but it still has to do with the power that they're drawing so i feel like yeah what whatever they would do this year will be groundbreaking we have no doubt about it but it doesn't take away the fact that i don't think people like amd and intel are sleeping i feel like they're also working really hard right but we are here for it we're here for, to see what they would do with these um mac pros because I feel like it's high time we saw the Mac Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a long while. Um, okay, so taking taking um, a dive away from Apple and WWDC, there's one tweet um, about a week ago that shook up my pers- my my space when it comes to the internet. Um, and this tweet was from nothing. So yeah, let, let's talk about nothing for a minute. No, 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 no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, I've been I've been a fan of nothing for a while. I've followed them since they announced their earbuds. Uh, from so those of you who don't know anything about nothing, nothing is um, a company that was formed by Carl Pei from oneplus so former co-founder of oneplus left the company to form a new company and he decided to call the company nothing which is quite interesting if you ask me but um so yeah they announced um earbuds uh, about a year ago and it was quite interesting because the entire design of the earbuds was transparent and i i don't know if you saw that yeah i did i mean what, what what do you think about I, I mean i followed the whole oneplus thing many years ago i literally right. i i think i remember you were you were quite of a oneplus fan yeah i mean i loved from the two like from the teasing of the phone from how i mean this was like what 2012 13 right you know and i, I actually got an invite to buy the phone it felt like <laughs> it was the best feeling in the world <laughs> to get an invite trust right. me um even before OnePlus, I think one of the phones that I used to chase was Meizu. Right. And these are like these Chinese phones. And I remember um, before Meizu, there was Xiaomi. Right. So Xiaomi also came in, I remember. So before the whole OnePlus thing, I think Xiaomi was like the hot cake. Yeah. And I remember I used to talk to somebody in China just to try and get a Xiaomi. Yeah, first me phones and i mean this guy used to tell me that yo it's difficult to get in china like you know you can only buy one literally like so i found this guy online on these you know blog sites and we started chatting on over skype this is many years ago so yeah over skype and i was like yo i'm trying to get him you know the xiaomi he's like oh you know like it's hard to get i mean even i'm i'm, I'm going online every lunch hour to get one and this guy used to work at huawei and that, that's a funny thing he worked wow. at, he had worked at huawei for over 10 years and I think he had left and he was interested in a Xiaomi or Xiaomi if you want to <laughs> but it's called Xiaomi yeah. so I followed these these tech that are, these like companies that I've started out and they are really all these invite system and I was lucky right. to have I'd never got the Xiaomi anyways um, but then I, when OnePlus kicked in I was like yeah I'm definitely going to get this I followed it up I got one 
I was following the trend and everything started changing. It became, it became expensive. Yeah. Um, they were not really focused on the things that we were really focusing on anymore. And it was just like, why are you trying to compete on the camera department? Just make a good phone and just leave it for us. You know, they were just like missing all the core reasons why we loved the phone to begin with, which was just the fact that it was clean. It had so many more... Um, uh, customization and it was affordable right and they decided to you know flip and then of course when that died out um i mean xiaomi was still there but it was affordable then they decided to break off and they had poco so the poco phones which are still under xiaomi but it's a different department and those are affordable phones so i feel like that that's that that's that method or that strategy of of introducing new products has always worked but i feel like nothing was successful because everybody knew that this guy is coming from oneplus which was obviously like a successful company and they were interested in giving people quality um, products at affordable prices right right the design was interesting but i feel like people were disappointed with the products when they finally got it i never got one uh, i mean like i said i'm tired of these games <laughs> so i never bothered to buy one but people were like it's a it's a cool earphones it's good for the price right. but it's a bit underwhelming for what they were expecting right. so for me i think now i would rather wait to feel the product than just listen to the hype yeah okay so coming from that um nothing last week announced the nothing phone one and they started the teasers just like how you just said oneplus started teasing their phones and so they released a silhouette and then later released the parrots and then finally last week they released the back design of the nothing phone one and have, have, you've seen that you, you've seen the design of the nothing phone one yeah i mean it gives me almost iphone 13 vibes right without and the camera switch but nevertheless i feel like i mean pi has done it before he could do it again um i feel like he he knows what keeps people buzzing i mean he did it with the earphone the nothing ear yeah. earbuds and I have a feeling he can do it with the phone as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, if it's, if it's, I mean, I don't mind trying to get one, but like, I'm not gonna put 100% um, faith in it because, like I said, these smartphone flagship killers are sometimes right. underwhelming. Yeah. But do do you think nothing would be one plus all over again? I think it has a potential of doing that. It has a potential of, you know, making a noise and getting a whole new fan. I'm not even going to lie. The OnePlus fan base was fantastic. I remember many years ago when I had my OnePlus, I I, I was in Italy and then I, I saw this guy with a OnePlus and it was like, oh, wow, like, thumbs up. Like, you got a OnePlus? Like, it was, like, it was cool. Right, you know, you right. could meet people. When you found people that had the phone, you could really, like, just... You, you know yeah you could just buy it was like a whole new community it's like your brothers from right, yeah, you know from another yeah. country and you just met right, you know and yeah. it, it it definitely has a way of bringing a certain group of people together like like enthusiasts and aficionados of like tech right. but i feel like for me i'm 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 not i'm not in that category anymore now i just want something that works <laughs> so if it works I'm sold. If it works for the price, if they're coming up with something that is fantastic, something that people are not 
getting from the android community and they feel like they're going to deliver it at a good price i'm going to be one of the first people to buy it okay so i'm i'm not even gonna lie i am a bit hyped about nothing because um mostly because of pi but also because i think they know how to create hype they they know how to get people's attention and all over my twitter i mean mostly at least once a day i talk about nothing but what do you think would be in the nothing phone that would cause you to get it are you do you have like an expectation of the phone what do you think would make you get the nothing phone is it the specs or what, what exactly yeah like i said i've i've I'm, I'm growing up and i just want things that work you know the times where i used to figure out my phone and i want to connect to the computer and i want to put a hard drive in it like all those things are great and i sometimes want to do that so hence reason hence why i would probably want to be getting you know an android phone but i feel like what they would do that would make me pick it up is if the price is right right and it works they're not trying to, you know, do any complicated, you know, thing and have all these bells and whistles that don't really work. Right. I prefer that they just go straight to the point to give me a phone that just works, is reliable, is stable. Of course, it has all the customization that Android has, but they're not trying to overdo anything because obviously they will not be able to kill it in the camera department. So that's not something I'm expecting. But what if they do? I doubt it. I think the optics... The optics game is now a bit more expensive. I mean, Sony should be one of the best cameras because you put like the best, but it's not. It's not that. It's, it's software and and, and and too many things combined. Well, yeah. If OnePlus has not been able to get a camera just yet, I don't think. I don't think nothing can. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. But my point is, it's really easy for me to just assume that the phone will be fast. Right. It will be affordable. It will be practical. But it's not going to be a flagship killer in terms of the camera department. That that I think it takes too much work to get right. there. So don't buy a phone because of the camera. If you have money to buy a camera, buy a camera. Don't buy a phone because of the camera. I mean, don't get me wrong. Buy a phone because you want the camera. But my point is, nothing is not going to come up with something that will make me buy it because of the camera. I think I'll buy it because it's functional, right. has a good price, and... It's just gonna create. A, I, I like to be part of that community, you know. So, um, to those who haven't seen the nothing phone, I posted a, a picture on my Twitter a few days ago. Um, it looks more like a transparent iPhone, more like a transparent iPhone 12, right? I think, yeah, with um, LEDs all around it, and it looks cool from the back. But let me just ask, what do you think or what are your predictions for, for the specs of this phone, considering your knowledge on nothing? Like so far, what do you, what do you think the specs on this phone would be? I mean, obviously, I think it's with you of Qualcomm, which is like an industry leading um, processor processor company i mean all the tech all the all the best android tech phones have qualcomm uh, would you think you, it will come with a flagship chipset i think they would do a flagship chipset i feel like they're going to take the oneplus strategy because the the mid-range chipsets have sometimes proved to be disappointing okay and 
if they're going to use a mid range and still kill it, then that would even be more impressive. So I'm I'm hoping that the phone will sell for like three hundred dollars. That way, it's, I feel like that that noise will make sense. But if they're still going to put a flagship chipset in it, and the price will still be under five hundred dollars, and it will still kill it. Right. I feel like they can. Then they have. I mean, way to go. They have. They have something. I mean, Samsung put a flagship chipset in their FE, their FE phones, and they were still able to price it. I mean, quite low. So that I mean, shouldn't be. I, well, yes and no. Actually, the price of making the phone sometimes are not like it's not as much as we think it is. You know, I remember one time I found out how much an iPhone actually costs and how much they sell it. I'm like, wow, these people really cash in. But of course, things like marketing and R and D and stuff takes a big part of the money. Right. But I feel like with something like nothing that's they're starting out, they're going to really cut some of their profit margins, and they might not necessarily do too much on marketing so that's why the community is important the community markets the phone the community spreads the word so they need to you know excite us for us to talk about it more so they could put a flagship device like a flagship um, chipset in and still price it quite aggressively because oneplus did it and i think they can do it too right and would you think um they would use a stock android or do you think nothing has the capability of building their own operating system no i feel like they're going to go like i said since it's coming from oneplus it will probably be the same principles of near to stock android yeah i don't know how to explain it but yeah it will be close to stock android and have like a just a little bit of you know customization and tweaks to make it look okay you know and i, I can tell that they have this whole um a bit dotted kind of fonts stuff which i feel people would like to see on their phones or i'm sure they're going to tailor it in a way that will feel stock yet have nothing features on it yeah right okay so i mean if you ask me i i think they would probably use a mid-range chipset especially for the fact that they're trying to get a lot of people onto this, they'll probably use a Snapdragon, maybe a 7 Gen 1, mid-ranger, support 5G, I mean, definitely in this new era. And with cameras, maybe a 48 megapixel main camera and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. And yeah, maybe screen resolution 1080 or yeah, I think I think I mean if they're really gonna appeal to the masses, they have to stick with the mid range spec and price it aggressively, right? Um, and it should still work, you know. I should, I should not feel like I'm using a mid range phone. Right. I feel like if they if they're able to like kill it in that department where like 50% of what anybody would do on the phone works extremely well. The other 50% might be like gaming, you know, right. and all those other right. things. But I feel like if make taking calls, sending messages, open the phone to take a picture, um, all those things work really well, like flawlessly without no hiccups. If I anytime I open the camera, it opens. It's not doing those things. It's not doing yeah. one plus stuff. Yeah, like it opens all the time. The camera is as efficient and reliable as an iPhone is. Right. I feel like it would go a long way to um, 
to gather the moss you need to gather to 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 become a successful product okay so talking about iphone i mean because you just mentioned it do you think apple should be worried about nothing when it comes to the smartphone department should they be worried about nothing or they have nothing to worry about they have nothing to worry about (laughs) (laughs) because nothing's got nothing on them (laughs) my my point is like apple is so apple's game is too strong for nothing to even try to compete in the sense that i mean the people that love Apple love Apple, and the reason the reason the reason is, they once you're in the Apple ecosystem, it's hard to you know get out. Get out. So okay. if nothing is coming with something like AirDrop, then it could be become it will begin to be over for people like Samsung even. And I feel like those are the people that maybe nothing will want to compete with. Even let's let's start with even OnePlus. They need to start competing with people like OnePlus, Xiaomi. Okay, so from what you're saying, OnePlus should rather be worried about nothing. Yeah, I feel like that they are the they are the people that should be worried a little. Yeah. So nothing needs to think about which market is trying to penetrate, and if it's really trying to penetrate the American market, then obviously they have they, they have nothing. Right. On they have nothing to 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 compare, you know, with you know, some like Samsung even. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's that's uh, a bit about nothing to. Anyone, anyone who's probably interested in getting a nothing phone one, I think you'll be out in July. So we'll probably have to wait till July to get the full specs on that and also find out how exactly these would look like. So, yeah. But on to, I think, the most interesting news that we have today and probably our final news story there's a company called Lightyear, which uh, I know most of you haven't heard about. I also never knew about them till recently. But then these guys are up to something incredible. And let me just leave Hans to tell you about Lightyear. Yeah, so you know how we have a Tesla and you know, you instantly think of electric cars and amazing batteries. Yeah. Lightyear is literally solar electric cars. And I mean, if you live in Ghana and you hear solar, you know it's like it's so important. Solar is important. Right. Because the right. sun is blazing us for nothing. <laughs> but Lightyear is a, it's a car manufacturing company that's interested in I mean they're very interested in you know climate change and other um, stuff happening in terms of climate and they just feel like it's time for the world to go electric but electric on solar right. and their first their first car will be um, they're saying that their first car will be out by December but people can test the car sometime this month in June and July right. um, the car can do about 70 kilometers on a single solar charge per day so if you're driving your car in the day and the sun is out you can drive up to 70 kilometers you know and that is impressive that means if you're doing like little town rides and you're just going to work and back most likely you would you would spend um 
the, the amount of the, of power you use will be coming from the sun rather than your batteries right. so it means you're not constantly charging your batteries it means you're not because your batteries are not constantly dying you're not constantly replacing them right. hence in in total saving the planets by not making us make so many batteries because your car is running on the sun which is free right and you know it's it's easy to to receive power from the sun right when you have solar panels so but basically they're just trying to conserve power by making use the sun to charge your car right now when i saw this story i instantly thought whoa is this gonna be the end of tesla because yeah i i i saw the company um light year and first thing that caught my attention was a solar powered car and that's something that i mean i i have never heard of any company that's in that tech space um who would produce a car that's solar powered to me i think that's something that would really thrive in this part of the world because we are under the sun like yeah, all year round like all year round all we year have the round. sun yeah it really is like it's a it's, i feel like they should think of selling it in africa right you know i feel like they should think of selling it i mean yeah you can you can sell the cars in america it's europe but I, I feel like the kind of sun you're looking for is a sun that is in Africa. You know, the kind of solar energy you want to derive is really from here. Um, and it's not like we can't buy it. We can't. Cause, we can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people own Teslas around here. So. Yeah. So it really is. I mean, because over here we we have our power issues, and it's just better that. What right, what better way to move right, your car than. Right. You know, you don't have to be worried about, you know, Nepal, Nigeria, or ECG, Ghana, and all that. You just have to be worried about getting your car in the sun, which right. is, which is like, easy. Like, you know, leave your car. I mean, everyone does that. Yeah, leave your car in the sun after work. Your car is charged. You, you drive home. You know, it's it's really, it's, it's so practical. And I feel like they should really look at, you know, doing really affordable ones. Like, not they shouldn't go too hard on you know making it like a luxury car. Like maybe Lucid, try to compete with Tesla and go like you know right. we're an electric car, but we also we are more on the luxurious end of luxury cars. And I don't know how Lucid is doing now. You know, some stocks I bought there doesn't look good now. But <laughs> obviously, it's happening to every um, stock right yeah, now. So yeah. I wouldn't really say that it's because there's something wrong with their products. I feel like they definitely Lucid uh, definitely did have. Uh, a unique approach to electric cars but I feel like this is even more interesting because it's literally trying to generate power from the sun before you think about the batteries inside so for me it's it's a it's it's a it's an ingenious idea and I think it will work really well for the part of the world we live in Um, one one thing that caught my attention about this car is the design Um, how how they build the car it's it looks quite futuristic if you ask me to those who who haven't checked it out i'll post the photo on my instagram on my twitter so you can check out the light year zero i think it's called the light year zero because it's zero emission I'm, I'm not too sure about that but yeah what do you think of the design um for me the design is it's a love and hate relationship i like the back of the car it's just that the front is not really working for me but i guess it's all part of the way the aerodynamics should work around the car i mean they see they're claiming the best aerodynamic you know car for like you know consumers so yeah it's a love and hate relationship for me 
um, I generally think that it, I maybe it's because I'm seeing it on the computer or I'm just watching it online. But maybe when I see the car in person, I might just love it. Okay, so if anyone from Lightyear is listening to this right now, we need one of the models of your car here for a test drive. I mean, an official test drive for a review. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we will receive it gladly and we'll make sure we tell the people how cool the car is. Right. And to me, I think this this would be the best terrain to test your cars because we have a lot of sunlight here. We are not using it for anything. So, yeah, anyone from Lightyear listening, I send this out to you to reach out with one of your models of your car because I think it's a really interesting concept. And so, yeah, any final words on Lightyear? Yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, people driving the car and, and yeah, telling us what they think about it. Um, I mean, sustainability really is one of the important things now in the kind of world we live in because everything is deteriorating. And so it's very interesting to find a car that's thinking about that um, in terms of living like the climate and, you know, power conservation and things like that. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to see uh, what they come up with. And pricing, how much you're gonna price this car? I feel like they should aggressively price this to compete with you know Tesla and and Lucid and all these other electric cars that are coming out. I mean, Toyota is coming with electric. I mean, Nissan is. Ford has. Like they're all doing the electric bits, but I feel like this is a different approach. And if they price very well and it works out, they could get they could win a market. I mean, this this just brought to mind um, the partnership between Sony and I think Honda. They've partnered to create an electric vehicle company, which is um, quite interesting if you ask me. But do you think this is the time, the time where uh, we'll be seeing more tech companies partnering with more car companies to create smart vehicles? If I may call them that because well, the Apple car, as you spoke about earlier, has been rumored for a while. And one thing that I know for sure is Apple will not go into the automobile industry. But one thing they could do is partner with one of these automobile companies, maybe Hyundai or Ford or one of these companies to create an EV. Do you think that we are at a point in tech where these things are going to happen yeah i just strongly believe so because now a car is not just something that gets you from point a to point b it's an, as an experience and i mean if you, if you look at cars like you know the s-class and it's really not just about the car and the luxury it's the experience in the car i mean there's so much happening with 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 our world today that a product sometimes is not just about the function it's, it's more than just a function it's an experience so i feel like sony definitely has world-class entertainment in terms of you know the tvs their speakers you know playstation all of that yeah and they partner with a car company to provide an amazing car experience could put could work apple same they put in their ecosystem and their tech whereas people have iPhones laptops I mean I mean so MacBooks and everything and they be able to create an experience where people feel everything's so seamless imagine you just um, in the future you take your iPhone you enter your car it unlocks your car 
and you sit in and then once you get into your car you maybe you're trying to finish an assignment you're trying to finish your at work you know you're dictating to your phone your phone opens the file up say make sure you know like there's some in, sort of integration now like the future you know the future where like everything is so integrated to the point that your car is like an extension of your home and your work and your entertainment place all at the same time and it will take these companies to be able to bring that vision to life because at the, at the moment car entertainment systems are can be frustrating if you ever use any of these new cars sometimes some, some things just don't work as well you know and people just rely heavily on either um apple carplay or android auto and these two are just making car entertainment a little bit fun so it's going to get to a point where we all from from start to finish we need to integrate all these things you know where like even iot connected stuff so i'm in my car i'm seeing what's going on in my home i'm able to say you know i'm able to tell siri or google um alexa or whoever to you know do certain things before i get home like the intimacy should be almost seamless i feel like that's what we're getting to where it becomes not just i'm sitting in my car and i'm driving home but i can do stuff in my car before i get home before i get to work before i get to that restaurant it becomes more of the experience for me and i feel like that's really where it's going and that's why i feel like apple might have a hand very soon in one of these automobiles where there's a there's a partnership or they're creating a whole new ecosystem right. that car companies can just buy off them and put in their cars awesome okay so uh, this update just came in nothing just tweeted and the nothing phone one is going up on StockX tomorrow they have just a hundred pieces a hundred limited edition pieces that are going out um so to anyone who is interested in nothing you might want to go up on StockX on the 21st of june and you know make an order they're only putting up 100 pieces for sale and each one has an engraving of a number on it so if you get number 53 yeah that'll be fun order one and tell me what your experience would be i'll i'll be up here waiting okay so um back to hands i have just three more questions to go and this is the trivia part of the tech and jesus podcast um if i may ask you what's your useful piece of tech currently what piece of tech do you find most useful well i mean i think it's there's no doubt that a mobile phone is like so important because my work comes together through a phone Right. So I'm getting a job. It comes through. It's an email. I can use my phone. If it's a call, I can use my phone. Um, if I have to watch content, it's on my phone. You know, if I want to remember something, I'm using my phone. I think the mobile phone is really, and, and it's really important. That's why I said I'm I'm at a stage where I just want my my phone to work. Right. So like a nothing phone. If it's not, if it's it's slowing me down, it's not it's not working all the time that's gonna suck right yeah right okay um still on tech second question what piece of tech from the past would you bring back to this modern day if you had a chance from the past yeah a piece of tech that's gone out of i i'm a i i used to own a walkman right yeah for all you gen z's you might not know what it is but 
I used to own a Walkman, and I feel like I won the days where I just walk out with my earphones, and it's not my phone. Right. It's just music that I'm listening to. Right. You know, an iPod. I was actually very disappointed that the iPod has been discontinued right. completely because so, I was like, you know, you guys can just bring my iPod back, but no. I actually had an iPod, but someone stole it. I really wanted to oh, keep it. I had a classic. I've had the iPod Touch. I've always been a fan of the Apple, Apple iPod, even though I never liked the iPhone because I felt like it was extremely limiting. Yeah. But I was always a fan of the iPod Touch and the iPod, you know, device itself. So yeah, if I had a chance to, if I had a chance to bring anything back, it's definitely going to be the iPod or a Walkman. A Walkman. Just music. I don't, I don't, I don't drive. I don't kill my battery on my phone because I'm listening to music. I just, right. I just want to listen to music, and right. that's it. Well, okay. Um, and talking about discontinued items or things that have been killed, Microsoft just killed the Internet Explorer. Well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Internet Explorer is the funniest. It's the funniest. It's the funny. I mean, they should have killed a long time. Ago. You know. I, I saw the news when I saw the news I was I asked myself are Internet Explorer still exists yeah like aren't you dead already like <laughs> aren't you dead already how, like, how, how can you kill something that's already dead I actually still know somebody who still uses Internet Explorer really? and she was like thank god I have one more year to go <laughs> like at least by the, before the year ends she, she would have found a new browser I mean like yeah, yeah I mean Edge Edge is actually really interesting I use Edge more now okay. because um, I found out that you know, Google Chrome is chewing too much of my resources on my M1 Mac. So I've been using Edge intermittently, but I'm a Chrome person. Like right. I, I'm, I love the way Chrome works, and I'm, I'm used to all their add-ons and everything. But yeah, yeah it's 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 funny that Microsoft hasn't killed this in a long time. Like it's just funny <laughs> to me. That's that's one reason. That's one reason why I prefer the Chrome. I mean, I find myself on the Metaverse platforms a lot, and most of them run best on Chrome. So having the add-ons and the extensions with MetaMask and all, I would have preferred Safari, but then most extensions don't work on Safari, so I'm stuck with Chrome. And also on the news of things that have been discontinued, I mean that that this is one of the saddest news I've heard in a while. But yeah, the iPhone 7 had been killed when it comes to software updates. So iOS 16 is not going to be supporting the iPhone 7. And is that is that correct? I mean, I mean Apple tries. I mean Apple really tries. Apple they try for you guys. <laughs> because when we used to use Samsung uh, after three, three years, three years you're, you're done, done. <laughs> you know but I feel like it's and I, and I feel like that's what makes buying an Apple valuable right it's not really the fact that the phone is always better right it's just the fact that they try to make your phone still relevant you know after wow. a long time wow. and that's how come people still use iPhone 8 and iPhone 6 and iPhone 7s and you know they can still you know get stuff done right whereas if you're using like a samsung galaxy s4 you are struggling yes, you start you know so yeah it really is the little um extension they give us when you buy a phone and you're able to use it you know for quite a while so yeah i mean if you're on an iphone 7 and you're able to use 16 it's okay it's okay it's but you know 
one one thing that I find interesting is a lot of people haven't noticed this one was released back in 2016. That was like six years ago. I think I think Apple really is good at making us think of the product as still valuable because they don't always change. They don't always um, update their designs, right? right? So you're okay with seeing an iPhone 8 around because you saw an iPhone 7 and then you saw an iPhone 8 and then you saw the Pro and you saw it for a long time and then they changed it the next gen and the 10 came out. So you're a bit okay with the way it looks. I mean, you're okay with the fact that even before, prior to that, you saw an iPhone 6, you saw a 6S, you know, so it's like you see the phone for a longer time, so you get a little bit okay with Right now, people are used to the iPhone 11, let's say from 10, the design from 10 with a notch and everything, and they're still, I mean, iPhone still has notch, I mean, Android phones that cost $300 and stuff even don't have notches, but Apple is still making you look like make it look like it's okay to see a notch in 2022 so right. by the time the phone is six years old you've you've seen it you've seen it for a long time they're okay with it because i mean it's apple they did, they did not change the design but we are still using it and that and that really is what makes you know old iphones almost passable to see sometimes right right well like all good things it has to come to an end uh, there's been so many things that we could talk about. Hans was just talking about the iPhone's design. Um, the iPhone 13 came out, also had a notch, but then there were rumors of the iPhone 14. Uh, there have been design changes rumored here and there, and I think we're going to talk about all that in the next episode. So make sure you don't miss the next episode of the Tech and Jesus podcast. And yeah, once again, I mean, I said a few days ago on my Twitter about the iPhone 7 being one of the worst iPhones that Apple released and I had my own reasons for that but I was quite sad when Apple discontinued it but yeah like all things the iPod Touch Microsoft Internet Explorer now the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus we just have to hold a moment of silence for all of them and whilst you're at it share the link to this podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you tell somebody about it next week i have something very interesting for you guys so do not miss it and i'll catch you guys on the flip side this has been the tech and jesus podcast my name is august and i'll see you very very soon I want to connect to this love affair with God. I want to be born again. Lift up, let's pray for you right now. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to be saved. Please pray this prayer after me. It's the Lord Jesus today. I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins. And I ask you right now to come into my heart. Now become the master and the savior of my soul. Thank you for saving me and making me all together new. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you are born again. And I'd like to ask you to find a Bible believing church near you and be a part of. And if you are in Accra and you're looking for a church to be a part of, I invite you to join us here in Eidoblisham. Your life will never be the same again. Let's hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Let us be part of your journey with God. We love with the love of God. And there's nothing you can do about it.